Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Mandalorian, episode one, season three, <laughs> or what is it? Chap- chapter 17? What are we calling it? Book three, chapter one. I don't know. It's too much, Dylan. Anyway, um, so spoilers for the first episode of Mando, even though this is dropping on the release of the second one, so you've probably seen it already, but spoiler warning. We'll give you another warning when it gets time for the review. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. I almost <laughs> forgot that part. But uh, Dylan, let's hear about your news this week. All right. So I'll do, um, I guess, like a few trailers first, and then I'll do a couple newses. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's get the biggest most interesting trailer out of the way first what do you say oh um, yeah definitely so we're gonna we'll talk go in chronological order um oh. the new cwdc show the last mm-hmm. of its kind um the last uh, airbender uh gotham knights comes out march 14th so just yep. around the corner in a week from today from recording date yes um this is the show that revolves around uh batman dying um and yeah. a bunch of the villain kids have been accused of killing him and also Batman's son. Um <laughs> like cool Damien's in it? No, no, no. No, it's, no. Um it, his name is It's not a, it's neither of them. Yeah, I'm like I literally can't even find it. It's some it, new it character. Blends in. Yeah, it's like I don't know, Roy okay. or something. It, it it's some new dude. Um <laughs> Roy. <laughs> And the trailer was uh Look, you know what, what I thought it was gonna be? The, the trailer looked know. all right. Like it trailer looked all right. Like it looked about as good as it ever could have been. You know but it looks so cheap. Oh well this is Dylan, it's the CW. Look, I don't watch anything on I I barely watch any network TV at all, let alone the CW. And this looks like about what they can afford. True. It looks fine. Like I, I, I have, have a, I have no a good way interest. to illustrate the no budget on this. Okay. Um, I sent you a picture of the Batman death scene. It was not in the trailer we just watched, but you can Google oh. it. And it's him in like a suit, but with a Batman cowl on. Like clearly they didn't want to make well, it. That's like a business suit. Well, they're gonna buy a whole bat like a whole Batman suit? No way. Go to come on, get a cosplayer. Like, geez, like a good one, you know? Yeah, just go just go hire somebody. It, and make it really dark. Yeah, I don't know. Um Yeah, yikes. Anyway, you gotta uh, save that money, Dylan. I just think this would have been so much better if they had like characters that they could that we know, you know. Yeah, it like the game cast. I don't know, but I can see why they wouldn't want to. I can see why they would want to spare those IPs from this, you know. Right. Um, the trailer was fine. I think I don't think it's gonna win anybody over that wasn't already gonna watch it, though. Yeah. So it kind of looks like the 100 or something. One of those other <laughs> yes. Yaw shows, look, but like in Gotham. Looks like any one of those CW shows that you've seen before. And that they've been yeah. doing it for 15 years, you know? Yeah. Um, that being said, I'll probably check out the first episode. Um, <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'm curious. Okay. I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's amazing? Okay. Well, I, I want to be there on the be. front lines being the first person to say it you know but that thumbnail just looks so lame They're edgy mm. yeah that's the thing if you showed anyone the thumbnail they would and they nobody and gave cares. them 10 10 guesses they wouldn't say that's gotham knights or anything never. dc related never you know um anyway um 
I'm sure we'll be doing a full season review of this. Uh, oh, when as mm. it comes out, weekly reviews like Mandalorian. It's like the same popularity as oh, Mandalorian. Uh-huh. So, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. The next news. I normally don't do like pure uh, rumors, Michael. But no, we one, normally don't. This one really hit home for me, and it was one that I felt like I needed to highlight. Um, okay. Because if it's true, uh, I will become a menace on the pod. Um, <laughs> Not the pod. This is, my, this is my Joker. I know I said Barbie was my Joker, but this would be. Um, okay. I don't know what we're talking about here. So so I've been pretty lukewarm, both of us have, I think, on the Flash movie. You know? Oh, like, yeah. We're sure it's going to be good, but like it's got its It's, it's got its problems. Yeah. <laughs> That's keeping us from like standing i feel like yeah but there's a rumor um well we know first of all we know the movie is adapting flashpoint in some capacity yes like barry is uh he tries to save his mom and then messes things up and there's multiple berries and the timeline's yes. messed up and uh batman's in it that's why we have a different batman you know not ben yes. like we have the keaton batman it all lines up with the flashpoint comic and the rumor is that this movie was to reset the universe, the DC yes. universe, a soft reboot in some way. If you will. Um, and if you've read the Flashpoint comic book, it leads right into uh, DC's rebirth. Or, uh, sorry, New 52. It leads into New 52. And at the end, um, Batman uh, Flash meets the New 52 Batman. And it's like, oh, this is different, you know? And that's kind of like the stinger at the end of Flashpoint. And it set off a whole right. relaunch of the comics. But of the course. rumor is... This is a quote. Um, it's coming from I should say who it's coming from. The Weekly Planet's Nick Mason. Um, uh, which uh-huh. is apparently a, a reliable real person? scooper, but I haven't heard of them, so I can't like I don't want to say anything myself, you know. Okay, fair enough. Um, but it says at the end, Ezra Miller's flash is approaching Bruce from behind. I guess um, hold on spoilers if you don't want to hear about this. Spoilers. I think, yeah, I guess spoilers. you can skip like 30 seconds or more. I don't know. Um but apparently it mirrors the Flashpoint comic and Ezra Miller is uh, approaching Bruce from behind who's sitting in a chair, presumably, and he turns around and it's George Clooney uh, instead of Michael Keaton. <laughs> like, they swapped it out. And, like, avid listeners should know that Batman Robin is my favorite Batman movie and is the best Batman movie. That's a chaotic um, choice. And I w- <laughs> Exactly. I would never expect an acknowledgement of that movie ever again in anything, DC. No, you won't. So if, if that... Michael, if that office chair spins around and it's bat nipples, Michael, oh, uh, yeah. George Clooney, I will lose it. This will be my favorite DC movie. Okay. That's it. You're in the DC Stan era at that point. And what if he I came back as is... full-time Batman? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Um, that would never <laughs> happen, but that would be amazing. If like we're resetting James with James Gunn and he's like, surprise, it's, it's, it's actually Clooney. George Clooney again. Mic drop. You know yeah. what? Like I would be about that. That's so dumb that I think right? that's it, it. That's an incredible idea. Because you have DC would never you have Ben Affleck and um, uh, Keaton already in the movie. And, you know, Bale's not going to come back. Ain't no way. Um, he hates, you know, these Everything. types of movies. It seems like maybe he would. If you don't have money at him, he'll, he'll do it. Well, um, of course. But, <laughs> he did Gore. That would be that would. Be, oh, right. Yeah. That would be amazing to me. Um. I mean, I th- look, now that you put that in my brain, like that does seem like a James Gunn call, right? Like, yeah, to get George Clooney in there. I, I like it. The, I think the obvious choice, like like you said, basically, is to reveal the new actor that's playing Batman that way. That would be great. Like, don't tell us beforehand. 
Sure, um, but what if it's George Clooney? But I would, I would pop if it, I think that a lot yeah. of people would ground would ground. Uh, oh, I'd I'd pop out of my shoes, dude. I'd stand up and cheer in the theater. Yeah, this is my Avengers Endgame moment, you know. And I'd say ice to meet you as I stood ice. up. Freeze. Yeah. Chill um, out. Anyway. Um, yeah. Wow. What a. That's really there. Are people, this is a reliable quote unquote scooper that says this. Yep. Mm-hmm. How about that? Enough to generate headlines. I don't know. Uh, How about that? But you know, keep listening. We'll we'll talk we'll about update it. You. I'll talk about it end, endlessly if that actually happens. But it's like now I'm going to be disappointed in the movie if it doesn't. Oh yeah, I'm one of those fans. No, I'm not. But, uh, <laughs> the worst. We'll see. I hope they. I in all like sincerity i hope they do the right thing and reveal the new dcu batman at the end of that that would be great yes. But then you have to have ezra miller as the new flash or do you have a new flash approaching a new batman i don't know well that's we'll, we'll I, I will have to see the movie and find out but yeah they, 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 they're they're going to do something to get ezra out of that role they have to right yeah they're done um I realize I'm jumping around between trailers and news, but you know, that's fine. We do what we want. Uh, yeah. We'll do another news. How about that? This is the uncanny universe um, podcast. All right. We do what we want. It's our universe. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. We got some Dune sisterhood news. Do we kind of, um, mm. I know, I know, I know you're not looking forward to this one, Michael. Well, <laughs> you're looking forward to the show, but not this news article, but um, uh, we've covered the show a bit. I think it's supposed yeah. to be an, in-universe spinoff of the we, Dune movie. We've talked about it plenty, about how we both think it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I have mixed feelings now. Well, actually. sure, sure, sure. I think, like, we we have an unfortunate update, but I think if you hear no update, it's worse than hearing uh, we're still working uh, update, yeah. you know? So what they said basically is, um, <laughs> it's a little, like, press release but it said it entered a pre-scheduled hiatus Oh, um, I don't believe that. Um, rescheduled hiatus. Well, there are some creative changes being made to a production in an effort to create the best series possible and stay true to the source material. Um, uh-huh. Basically, what happened is the director left uh, because um, apparently his auteur approach did not vibe with the streamer's vision for the series. Yikes. And it was a departure from the look of Denis Villeneuve's films, which... I, that's I, fine. I, 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 I agree that you should okay. let him do his own thing, but I think the I think the visually visually it should match. You know, I agree. But like, how bad was it? Because they apparently it, right. shot a few episodes that like were redoing it. We're like, wait, wait, wait. Never uh, mind. Let's we're gonna, Let's let's um, let's scrap it and start over. One of the leads has departed too. Ooh. Um, yeah. That's not good. Uh, Shirley Henderson. She was supposed to play a Harkonnen lady. Okay. Tula Harkonnen. Okay. Harkonnen. Uh-huh. Yes. And uh, she's not in it anymore. Um, I guess also mm. due to creative differences. But they said, like I said, it's a seven-month hiatus. Uh, and they're going to restart. Seven so, months. That's a long time. That's the part to me that's like slightly a, like a slight silver lining. Because it's like you have a date where they're going to actually start it again. You right. know? That's true. Um... But it's very possible that like that actress left because they were like, "Hey, we're gonna start again in seven months. Are you free?" And she's like, "No, actually, I have this other thing that I have to do." And they're like, "Okay, well, sorry, you know, you I can't." Guess that makes sense, yeah. You can't postpone it more. Um, 
because of the director. But yeah, my ideal spin out of this is that um, the director just wasn't good. And Denny's like, fine, I'll do it myself. And he comes <laughs> in and he's like, I'll direct the first few episodes. You know? Get this. Yeah, exactly. Get this thing uh, started. Mm-hmm. That would be great. I don't think it's happening, though. But he is a producer on it. So we'll see. Are you? Does this like make you less hype or more? Um, hype? no. I or mean, it it confirms my existing feelings about the project is that I feel like I'm probably never going to see it. Um, yeah, and I'm super excited for it. It sounds like something I would really like. So, I but, would say there's like a thirty three percent chance that we see this at this point. I don't know. I mean, that's better great. better than no chance. But like, I'm so no, I'm not hyped for it at all. I won't get hyped until it's like a real thing. Which I feel like it is not currently a real thing. Until it starts shooting. Right. Which it's not it's not an article in here, but the Penguin Show did start shooting their set photos. Um, really? So that's happening now, Michael. We can like stop saying it might not. <laughs> you know? Okay. Unless they shoot it and cancel it. You never know. Um, I mean this is done a that. discovery. Oh okay. Got a couple trailers. Yes. Um the another one was for Haunted Mansion. This is the right. As in Disney's Haunted Mansion. It comes out July 28th. And it's an adaptation of the the ride, the next ride movie, you know, right. like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise, yeah. I feel like I'm missing one. Is there another one? I'm sure. Is there a Tower of Terror movie? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, um, who, who cares? Okay. But yeah. Um, so it's like an all ages horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we don't get a Rosario ton of anymore. Dawson. Yeah, like all ages horror films don't. That used to be a pretty sizable genre, but it's not really there anymore. So, but I thought this one looked really fun. It has a good cast. It has Rosario Dawson, I, uh, Jamie Lee Tur- Curtis, uh, Owen Wilson, Lakeith Stanfield, Stanfield, Haddish. But I thought it looked really good. I, I think the trailer was good. This this looks awesome. Um, I'm about it. I think it looked it looked fun. It looked like exactly a Disney made family horror film should look, and I thought it looked really really cool. Yeah, I want. Like, even though I love, you know, obviously adult horror, I would like to, like, create new horror fans, you know, um, yeah. get them started early. I feel like it started a little bit with, like, the Goosebumps and, like, Fear Street a little bit, even though that was very teenager, not yeah. kid-friendly. Kid but you know what I mean. But, I mean, but, yeah, but still, like, it's that same, like, um, young young adult or younger horror horror targets, and I'm and I'm about it, so... Yeah, but I feel like every like every other genre has like a wide range of like age like appropriateness, you know? Age yes, range. of course. Like, like comedies is like kids' comedies and adult comedies, but like this one is the most rare, I would say, a kid's horror. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It looked it hit it hit for me. I know nothing about the ride. I've never been on it. Have you? <laughs> no, I've never been to Disney. Oh, you're not a Disney adult? Uh no. But I did see a TikTok about Disney adult gangs about how that they have. Oh, this yeah. is this is a a divergence here, but um, I don't know how real this is. I need Disney people to confirm for me, please. But I saw t- a TikTok about it, and they have it like they have like leather vests and like or like denim vests and matching patches, and like they will just go to Disney and be a. I don't know what they do there. I need to know more about this. They like steal. One of them was like stealing a part from a ride. Um. It was like an apple from a ride and eventually it got stolen enough that they had to like convert it to a projection, not an actual object. Oh, wow. the gang step kept taking it. Not, not the so, gang. 
That's cool. <laughs> yeah, very hard gang stealing a oh super a Disney hard. Apple. But I don't know. Haunted Mansion looks fun. I'm hype. Um, yeah, I think okay. so too. I got one more trailer. One more. This one is for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: A Mutant Mayhem. This is the Seth Rogen produced uh, new animated TMNT movie coming out. Yes. Um, it comes out August fourth, so not too far away. No. Um, and it's right around the corner. Well, you start. What do you think of it? Okay, look, I'm not a big TMNT fan. I was when I was a kid. I was a really, really massive TMNT fan when I was a kid. And I guess I I don't want to like belittle something by saying I grew out of it, quote unquote, because that's like dismissive of adult fans. But I sort of just fell out of love with it, right? I I just stopped caring about the turtles. But this trailer was really cool. I liked it. I thought it looked really good. It's the spider versification of right Turtles. so that that's that to me is like a little bit of a downside it's like it just it looks just like it's trying really hard to be spider-verse but like fine but maybe that's a good thing that's a good you i know? mean is it is that really that bad of a thing so yeah no because that puss in boots movie did that and that was really good um right i think we're just now now seeing the because these things take years to make the effects of spider-verse you know right um but i'm fine like i like a departure from the pristine cgi animation you know i think this Me looks too. really fun i like it. um it looks like really grungy i guess like a little east mini um and i thought the humor was like i don't know super solid i i, I liked it i have no notes i thought it was really good i thought i thought the art looked cool i thought it was funny of I... course it had to trend on twitter for a long time for nefarious reasons but oh, like god did it you already know. Um, oh, okay. Of course. People not happy with the way April looks, I guess. Ah. Um, she didn't fit in with their fantasies or whatever. You, um, you mean the totally real person that April is based on? Yeah. that's a, I, At least it did lead to me learning about that. Right. Like, not that I cared to begin with... Uh, that April's black in this, and she's, she's she's black in the most recent adaptation too. But I think I think that's cool. Um, but I didn't yeah. know the origin of like the character and stuff. Oh, but oh I, I was I, to, I was I kidding. Had to read up on it. I was making a joke about like this being a fictional character in their. Oh, adapt- you were kidding. I was well, kidding. Apparently, I- the art is based on like in the original comics by Eastman. He was she was drawn um, biracial and just based on his his then girlfriend at the time, who I think was half black or something like that, and. See, look, I'm, I was over here making a fake point, and I made a real point. Yeah, so apparently April was black in the comics, uh, or mixed so if, race in the comics. So if you have a problem with comics. April looking the way you do, uh, you're a fake fan, is what I'm hearing. Not that that new information is going to like make anyone unracist, you know? It's right, like, of course. Like, if that fixes it, you should have been okay with it, even if she was originally white. <laughs> you know, it of course. It's not that big a deal. Um, yeah, yeah, right. You, you should have also just always been okay with it. Yeah, is the other so part of that. It's not like that argument will help at all. But um, I don't know. I like that they look different. The turtles they have Me like too. their own they... unique styles. Um, I, I I truly do have no notes for this. I think it looks very good. Um, now, am I going to watch it, Dylan? No, probably not. Oh, geez. Okay. You I never mean, know. I mean, look, if it was on, and like. I would maybe devote some attention to it and I would give it a shot. But like, am I going to go out of my way to watch it? Probably not. Or if we but were to review it. If we were going to review it, which wait, is it? A, it's a series, right? Not a movie. It's a movie in theaters. Oh, it's a movie in theaters. Yeah, dude, let's go see it. If it's a show. Absolutely not. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm mistook. I, for some reason, thought this was a series. Um, 
Yeah, I would. I would it's love to see this in theaters. Film release. I would yeah, love to it, see this in theaters. Did you see Mitchell's versus the Machines? No. no, I wanted to. It looked really good. Yeah, it's the same director as that. Okay. Um, and like Seth Rogen does produce a lot of good stuff, like Invincible and The Boys, and right. Um, he's he's very astute. I think I I like Seth Rogen. Like he pl- like he he's not a dummy, but he plays one on TV. It's sort of like the uh, <laughs> you know the uh, the gimmick exactly. with him. I think. Yeah. You know, um, but it the trailer I think did like what any trailer should do, and it got me from not caring to now it's on my radar, and I want to see yeah. it kind of. And you know. and now I'm even more excited that I paid full more full attention, and I realized it's a film and not a TV series. <laughs> I'm about yeah. it now. Now I want to see it. Check out the trailer if you're not a turtle. For, for if sure, you're like me and not a turtles fan, like it might win you over because it looks like not like it doesn't look creatively like devoid like some of the no. turtles adaptations have been you know shout out Man. to the last couple sorry the last couple live action movies i saw them and they were that last live action movie that i saw was abysmal the second one with like the megan fox era yes the megan fox about? era yes oh boy yeah the movie was real but bad either way i'm looking forward to it me too that's all my news though all right let's hear about that live sale i bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back, and we are going to talk about my news. But before we do that, we got to make sure we remember our picks of the week. And I am going to pick a brand new game that we just got. Um, I'm picking the Star Wars deck building game from Fantasy Flight. It's a brand new um, living card game uh, in in the same school as Marvel Champions or any of these other living card games. It's actually really good, um, getting a ton of really great reviews online, and we just got it in, and I'm super excited to check it out. So, And nice. all locations should have that. My pick, I have a double pick this week, two graphic novels. Um, the first one is Robin uh, from Cami Garcia and Gabriel Piccolo, the one we had a signing for. Oh, yeah. Been Beast Boy, Beast Boy Raven. Um, and then now we have a, there's another one. Oh, and Raven. And then now right. there's a Robin, which has like Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne. Um, it's like the next in the series. The next one's Starfire. That's pretty cool. This one's at all stores. And then we also have um, World's Finest Volume 1 hardcover. It's right. one of my favorite books of last year. It's from Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Art's incredible. Writing's great. It's kind of like a retro DC book. Um, and the hardcover that has issues one through five came out. So those are my picks. Awesome. Very cool. Um, a lot of stuff this week. All right. Um, so my news is pretty one note. I have several stories that are related to Scream and one that is not. Um, so um, my first non-Scream related story is going to be about werewolf the apocalypse so those of you that know me um know i really like the world of darkness and the vampire the masquerade particularly it's a series of role-playing games and video games as well but primarily tabletop role-playing games um and it's always you know noun the adjective uh so 
but their werewolf game has been they haven't done one in a, in a hot minute but they've been working on a new werewolf the apocalypse and we have a new date for it for the new uh updated edition and it's coming out at gen con which i will be going to gen con uh this was actually the catalyst that got me to finally decide whether or not i was going to go to gen con or not so um i will be going to gen con this year in august and the they will be debuting a brand new Werewolf the Apocalypse, which is a super exciting game. Um, in Werewolf, you sort of uh, in Vampire, you're playing as like a scheming. You're all, you're bad guys. Vampire, you're definitely there's there's degrees, but in in Vampire, you're bad guys for sure. But in Werewolf, you are saving the planet, fighting evil corporations. Uh, like Earth is your home, and like there's a big like Earth spirit, and you're you know these corporations are doing evil things, and you're trying to stop them. Um, so it's definitely, you are the good guys, uh, mostly in Werewolf the Apocalypse. So I'm very excited to see, uh, the new update on that. So that's super cool. That's cool. Um, yes, excited. And we will be running in store events for that, um, for sure. Um, we, we do have a new, I mean, this will be on our discord server by the time I, this comes up, but we are running, um, Hunter the Reckoning, another World of Darkness. We're running that at the Clear Lake store this month as our Saturday beginner RPG day event. So that's very exciting. Anyway, so you all know, you should all know what my favorite streaming service is. It's free. Tubi. It yeah, Tubi. Tubi. Uh, and get to get you ready for next week, uh, for or this week, with Scream, 4, Scream 6 coming out. Scream 4 is coming to Tubi. <gasps> um, yes. My so favorite Scream. It's, it's a good one. So, yes. Um, Watch it, because it's got Kirby, who's coming back in this one. It so, does. You, know, you need to have seen Scream 4, I would think. Uh, yeah, you definitely need to see Scream 4. You need to see them all. Um, True. Yes. Also, coming to 2B is All Hallows' Eve, which is the first film that has Art the Clown from Terrifier in it. So that's worth checking out. The movie is pretty bad, but the Terrifier bits are pretty cool. Um, also, Brightburn, if you want to see that thing. Man. That 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 looked like a mess. I never saw it. Um, anyway, moving on to my scream news, we have a bunch. The scream marketing, Dylan, has just been out of control. Yeah, it's in a been, good way. Oh, in the best way. Like we talked about a couple weeks ago, the stabby meal that we couldn't get because we don't live in LA. Um, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. The screen I talked about it last week, the uh, scream popcorn head or the popcorn bucket of the ghost face head. Um, but there's also been, have you seen these ghost face sightings? No. Okay. Um, they're doing is very similar to what was that smile where they were yeah. put, okay. Very similar to smile. They're having ghost faces show up on CCTV cameras around, <laughs> um, just Colorado and just places, you know, not like anywhere that ghost face normally has been. Um, and he's just showing up in, surveillance photos and they're, they're so clearly they're just paying actors to go and do this type of stuff um i can send you some pictures to show you what i'm talking about that's cool though. but if you if you google uh if you google this you'll see what i'm talking about but um it's it's <laughs> awesome it's really cool and i love this type of viral marketing have, have them at like sports games and like right? good morning america and stuff too come on go farther yeah right um and then the next one is this. I'm sure you've all seen it by now. It's, it came out today as of our recording. You can have Ghostface call you. So you can prank your friends. We were messing with it all day today. Um, calling calling friends. Uh, and it'll, it'll say your name, which is super cool. And he says different things the more times he calls you. Um, 
It's really, really cool. Oh, only US numbers though. We'll only call US numbers. Um, and the caller ID does say Ghostface. So there's that. Um, That's fun. Yes, super cool. He will leave a voicemail, but not exactly like you want him to. And like it, it, it cuts out like the first two seconds. Yeah, hopefully they fix that by the time people hear this. But um, right. And it's like, it's not as robotic as you would think. It's not like no. Hello, it sounds pretty good, Dylan. Like hello, uh, Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> right. It's pretty it's, good. It's the pretty good. AI technology's uh definitely helping out. Right. Um. So. Uh, the next bit of Scream hype news is Jenna Ortega was on a interview show. Uh, which show was it? Oh, no. She was uh, she was just talking with Bloody podcast. Disgusting. Okay. Yeah. Bloody Disgusting podcast. Um, and she was asked about what horror movie or what slasher or horror movie would Jenna Ortega recommend to pair with Scream 6? And she recommended, uh, she says, I, I really don't know that this works as a double feature, but I've been talking about that film deep red, which is a 70 slasher mass killer. You don't know who it is. Epic deaths, disco music playing during the deaths. I think it's just so good. Such, I think it's just a good time and beautifully shot, which is great because that is a Giallo film. And, uh, you know, on this podcast, we love Giallo, like uh, malignant mm-hmm. and, um, whatever that there's other no one. Others, yeah, think. there's no others, but the, the Argento classic just got a 4k release. And this is my, uh, opportunity to remind you that you need to go watch deep red if you've never seen deep red it is fantastic um so if you've already seen scream one through five you know do the general ortega recommendation and watch deep red before you go see scream six maybe i'll do that you should uh, actually maybe i don't know uh you should you should i like it it's on it's streaming on screen box which i think i'm the only one that has that but um there That's is a fitting. there's a really nice 4k up there um there were the, a really nice remaster do you have the um, physical version of it? Uh, I do. I do. I do nice. have that one. I do have that one. Um, lastly, so this is not a news story in the traditional way. So there's a Scream 6 final trailer that came out today or yesterday. I think today. Um, and I'm not going to watch it. I already feel like they've already shown us the entire, not the entire movie, but a lot of this movie. And yeah, I feel like I, I haven't seen it, but I feel like this trailer is going to give away too much. And because I, I feel like we've had that trend lately with some movies that are kind of in this this, uh you know, genre or this sort of vibe, right? Like a, a genre type movie where to get those last minute, you know, dilly dallers, dilly dalliers with ticket sales, you know, they'll really just give away, give away the farm in this last trailer. Yeah, I agree. Um, Did you watch it? No, I'm in the same boat. I think I said this before. I'm not watching anymore. Um, The last time we talked about a Scream trailer, because there were a couple, I feel like, group shots in the last one with some missing characters. And I'm like, well, right, we'll see. I tend to hyper analyze trailers like subconsciously. I'm going to say unconsciously. I'm having dreams (laughs) about them Um, subconsciously. And then like while I'm watching the movie, I'll be like, oh, it's that that set piece that was in the trailer, you know, and then I'll just right. like remember it. And I don't want to do that to myself. There were that being said, Michael, there were. um, Remember the ladder between the two windows thing? Yes. There's like different shots with different people like going across the ladder in different orders in the trailer. Okay. Within just the last trailer we watched. 
Um, really? or, or they're comparing the last trailer to this one, I'm not sure. Um, but it looks like they might do be doing some like switcheroos, like maybe some like fake outs some in the trailer. Creative, okay, interesting. Which Marvel does too. I'm hoping I'm hoping that's the case because I mean how hard they shoot like several endings for these things and lots of different versions. Yeah. So like how hard would it be to include some fake outs in the trailer? I think that's a good idea, you know. I think that's a great idea. But um, there was one with like one girl in the back coming like being the last one, you know. To uh-huh. cross, and then there was one with a different character being the last one across. It goes. Was there really? I didn't. I didn't even. Yeah. So pick up on that. Um, I didn't pick up on it either. I just saw a comparison on like on TikTok or Twitter or oh, something. Okay. So, um, I'm hoping that's the case. Maybe you can watch this trailer, but I don't want to find out. You know? I'll watch it's it so close. I'll watch it on Friday. <laughs> yeah. After the after movie. I've seen maybe the we'll movie, a, maybe we'll get the trailer in front of a screen. Yes. Um, and if. If you are anxiously awaiting our screen review, I think I have to give you a fair warning that next week we are probably going to be just focusing on the Oscar. So you're going to have to wait a week for our screen review. Probably very, very likely, uh, depending on how the Oscars go. You know, last year there were some fireworks. So if you recall. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, you know, what you, you saying what you said, Dylan, reminded me of uh, uh, you saying what uh, talking about trailers giving away too much and things like that and paying attention to set pieces is do you know the film quarantine with jennifer carpenter from no. 2008 uh, you might know the cover i'm sending it to you right now it's this one um oh yeah yeah for sure okay that shot from the poster and the cover of the dvd is the final frame of the movie where the main character gets killed by the bad things like Come that's all like that's 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 uncool like you can't do that yeah that's really unfair yeah i remember seeing that like is this the poster oh no is she about to die oh that's it all right so i guess spoilers for a 13 year old film but um that nobody cares about but yeah i hate that so much like when you'll watch trailers or see posters that are just like giving away far too much of the plot um I don't remember what movie it was, but there was something in the last six months that we saw that we were really just like, okay, this is out of control. They've given us the entire film. I don't remember what it was, but um, it was something though. I, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I feel like we say it all the time though. I think that, ha- I feel like this happens too much lately. Trailer like, editing even, needs to switch it up. But even like, I don't know what they could do to fix it beyond doing like a really minimalist trailer, which I would love to see come back. But like, even if you're just showing people, aren't not getting killed we know that they get to that scene you know um, right that they right. make it to that scene so like i don't know what the solution is beyond like those super minimal trailers that i like which i know that will never happen so like with movies where it's about like who lives and who dies and who is Ghostface, you know right like who's the killer like when it's a mystery like that i don't it's not even necessary i feel it, like it, it's like the biggest scene from this scream trailer it, or from the scream trailers has been the convenience store right the with Jen and the Ortega, train right and the train like if if we're not at the train yet and any of these characters are in danger or the convenience store they're, they're good yeah. i'm not worried about it like i know exactly. we're fine so you know do better trailer editors do better do better i like that we haven't seen at least not that i can remember courtney cox in any scene other than that one house part the, well it's because she's gonna die in that house you think? Yes. See, that's what I mean about the trailer. She's not in any anywhere else. So, right. Maybe either they're strategically holding it back, or she does die in that scene. I don't think. Do you think she will? 
I don't know. I don't know. Um, our, I know reviews are out. I don't know if it has a Rotten Tomatoes yet, though. So I don't know if we want to uh, predict our scores for it. I didn't prep you for this. so Or we could predict who Ghostface is. Oh, boy. There's no, okay. there's no uh, review yet for it. So Okay. Um, I'm going to predict that I'm going to give this movie a four. I think this movie is going to be awesome. Um, actually, hold on. <laughs> Before I commit to that, let me see what I gave Scream Five. I don't remember. Um, I'm gonna say four. I'm gonna copy you. I, th- before I think you... I think four four seems right. That feels you know authentic. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it more than any other movie this month, like Shazam and Dungeons and Dragons. And oh, I'm looking forward Although, to Michael, it. Michael, I'm yes. I fully. This is like a little bit of a tangent. We'll get back to Scream, but I fully like reversed on Dungeons and Dragons. It's gonna what? be good. I'm telling you. It's, pre- it's the premiere film at South by and they're showing it. I'm going to a screening like 11 days early. Um, what? They're con- everything points to them being very confident that this is good. No, I'm way. telling you, Michael, Dungeons and Dragons is going to be good. Okay. Dylan. It is. You'll see. You'll see. Okay. I We're gave screen size I, of this. I, feel like. I gave screen five or three and a half. I'm, I'm saying this is going to surpass. This is going to be a four. I'm sticking with four. Okay. Um, What's your so- biggest hope for this one? That we fully move away from Woodsboro. Like, That'd be nice. or, or that we leave it in a place where we can leave the legacy cast behind. You know? Um, whether they're dead or so, not. You know. Yeah. I I think I want to move on. I want to have a new, you know, a new mindset for Scream Seven. You know, I want to move on from this. Um because I what one thing we learned from Star Wars and some other things is that it that if you just keep hanging on to the legacy cast forever and ever, it just there's diminishing returns there. I think we got we got a really good hit with that with with four, um, and a decent legacy cast thing. Although there was there was some stuff with the legacy cast in five that was just unnecessary. Um, True. Like Nev Campbell didn't even need to be in that movie. Um, but it, like. I agree, but it was but cool to did, see her. I did really like that last scene in the house with them. I mean, I, I agree with you, but I don't know. I think I think it's time to move on. We don't I agree. Paint ourselves think, into a corner. You don't want to stay, overstay your welcome, right? But like, I I'd be okay with a sprinkling here and there, you know. Sure. Um, but there's not that many left to like. No, you know, there's not really make it a thing. And that's she's okay. not back apparently. And... Basically, I'm saying just get rid of Gail Weathers. And I, I, I hope... like Gail Weathers. I I like I like Gail Weathers a lot. I hope it's like an epic. That I hope that's like an epic scene. That house. What if invasion thing? What, what if, if that's Nev... opening scene? That's incredible. But what if Nev Campbell was was a uh, Ghostface? I okay. So I I asked you that. I think last week and I like I was on board with it, but now I've turned around. Oh, I don't like it. I don't think it's a good idea, but I I never liked it, but I thought I was like, wouldn't it be cool if the whole um, like contract negotiations thing was fake? Um, Like remember how she's like, they're not paying me enough, so I'm not going to be in it. Um, Right. And then they kind of like mysteriously went away. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be like such a that would be so impressive if they like if that was all just like a work. If that was a if we got worked by that, I would love that. I mean, I don't like that design choice of I, I'm fine with I'm fine with her being secretly in the movie, I guess, but I don't know why she be would secretly be in the movie unless she is Ghostface. Um, but I don't. Or if she's the opening death, that'd be cool too. 
that's okay. I don't love the design choice of her being Ghostface, but I would respect it if that's if that's what we got because of what we are expecting out of this movie. But um, final final predictions for Ghostface is it going to be? I, since we don't know all the characters in the movie, um, I mean everyone from the last one's returning. I don't know their names though either. Me neither. So. Um, you want to say? Oh man, I don't know. Is it going to be a new character who is retconned no. into like being prominent, like in Scream Two? Like, oh, I'm Billy's mom. Like, Billy's mom wasn't in Scream One. I think it's going to be an existing character. Okay, uh, you're probably right. I'm looking at the poster that has like a million people on it and I'm like, which oh, one? It could be anybody. The killer is on this poster. Oh, right. They did do that, didn't they? Yeah. I don't know. If, was that this one or the last one? I don't remember. I think that was this one. No. But I mean, also Ghostface is on the poster. So like that's. <laughs> I don't think that's what they mean, but I mean, right. that's I can get around that. But anyway, I guess. Would we'll it find be out. Kirby? Would that be crazy? That'd be great. That'd be great. She came back. As the killer, unexpectedly, but she's also like four feet tall. But yeah, they... you can't sell that as. Well, they did it last time. Remember with the huge hulking, yeah, they did. Uh, the one that was that girl. <laughs> yeah, like on what planet is this? Come on. Um, but anyway, um, I guess we'll find out this week. But that does it for my uh, my news. Let's hear about these uh, tabletop events. It's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back. And before we get into our Mandalorian review, I want to say spoilers. Spoilers for the first episode of Mandalorian Season 3, Chapter uh, Book 15, Chapter 38. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, so spoilers uh, for the first episode. There's that. And also, I want to piggyback onto what we were just talking about um, in the in the commercial break before um, because we were were continuing our our conversation about uh, getting worked by uh, by the studios and how we would appreciate it if we got worked that hard. Um, And Sidney Prescott were to indeed show up in uh, in Scream 6 as, as the killer, which is a terrible decision for the story, as we said, but a good idea for the PR. I always appreciate getting worked. And as, as you know, I'm a big wrestling fan. Um, the, the time I got worked the hardest as an adult, like it's easy to work a kid. You can work a kid all day, you know, but True. as an adult, uh, Lori and I went to this independent wrestling show. It's not that independent. It was ring of honor, um, but pretty independent compared to WWE or AEW. Anyway, 
Um, and our favorite wrestler is a guy named Bandito. And we were there, we were in line to get his autograph, and he was being um helped by a much larger wrestler to the autograph table. Like, like and he had a he had a a, a bad knee. And he was selling this knee, Dylan. Selling it hard. He, okay. he like he was wincing every time he got up, and he was like, Yeah, I, I there was not any question in my mind about whether this was a legit injury or not. No question. Okay. And they told us at the beginning of the show, they apologized before the show started. Bandito is not going to be able to perform tonight because of an injury he sustained last night in Dallas. We're very sorry. He's being replaced by so-and-so. Like, boo. Okay. Then, you know what, Dylan? The match happens, and the good guy's losing 20 minutes into the match. Who comes out but Bandito <laughs> and comes and just helps everybody out? And, and Lori and I was like, oh, my God, we got worked so hard. We bought it. So We... we I, I got sold a bill of goods. Cool. It was great. I love getting worked. So if Nev Campbell shows up, even That'd be though kind the, of the same thing, because it's like out exactly. of continuity working, you know, like, right. That, that'd be awesome. Exactly. Like if I get worked like that, I'm about it. Even it, that can make up for the poor story decision. Exactly. You know? I'll forgive it all. Right. All right. Anyway, Dylan, take it away. Mandalorian spoilers. All right. You probably have like a little bit more of like a broad uh, understanding of some of the lore just like from being a bigger Star Wars fan and also working at the Star Wars store a, a bit yeah the satellite the bedrock Star Wars satellite um that's right that's us um, and the wrestling store too so the opening scene which you were talking about I didn't really like appreciate not saying I didn't like it but I wasn't able to appreciate it too much because it gave us some more like Mandalorian lore like you were talking mm-hmm. about yeah but Matt, it didn't even like cross um, my mind until you brought it up yeah, Matt, um, veteran of the show, and my employee Matt um, was talking about that was one of his favorite parts of the show, was seeing all this, not to say behind the scenes, but this new Mandalorian stuff that you've never seen before. Like, you know, the dudes getting the the kids getting you know bathing in the water, uh, do, saying the right out loud, and putting the helmet on. Yeah, like we've never seen that before. Uh, he was super excited to see that. Like that was very cool for him because that's stuff that's been in the books and the comics before, but you've never seen it on TV. So. That was cool. That is cool. Like in hindsight, like I didn't appreciate it at the time, but in hindsight, it's cool that they put that in. I guess it is. But like, but but what what I always bring up at at the store when the big Star Wars heads, because I like Star Wars, I like Star Wars a lot, but like I'm not like a big Star Wars head, you know. But when the when Matt and Monica, the big Star Wars heads, will talk about how cool something is because of how it references something old, I'm like, okay, but I would never know that if you didn't tell me, like. So mm-hmm. I just I I do have to take a lot of that type of stuff at service value, like because it yes it is cool that they put that in there, but you didn't know anything about it, and I didn't know anything about it until it was pointed out to me. So like yeah, ultimately is it that is it all that cool? It's cool for the for the that's cool for you know, them. Yeah, it's cool for the old heads or for the big time fans. You know that's there's something that, to be said for catering to a specific niche audience. You know right. But yeah. is that cool when that audience like will turn on you? I don't know. We'll see. Not uh, that Matt and Monica would, but oh you know no, they I mean. would not. They would never. Um. Anyway, so we had that yeah. scene. I'm not sure how it services the larger plot yet. Uh huh. Beyond like showing us, I guess like foreshadowing what may happen at the end if he like gets rebaptized. Is that what the purpose is? Do you think of it I, or? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> we <laughs> return to Navarro, which is the planet that we. Season one, right? Yes. Um, with Carl Weathers, I don't remember his character's name. Um, he's like <laughs> now turned it in. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, high, high magistrate Carga. 
Grief Cargo. Yeah, yeah. You could say anything and I'd be like, that sounds right. Grief Cargo. Okay, look. Right. I'll... Okay. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Talk about Carl, Carl Weathers. And then, then I have a an add-on to Well, that. I'll just have to say we we returned to that planet and he's kind of turned it into like a um like a utopia. Like or right. it's not a utopia, but it's been like uh renovated revital, revitalized. Yeah. yeah. So okay, um, look. I I like Carl Weathers fine. I just want to point out that like Anytime he's delivering dialogue, I feel like he's 10 seconds away from saying something absolutely goofy. I, I, I think that. I'm just used to I'm used to him from arrested development and I'm just waiting for him to go and baby, now you got a stew going or something stupid, you know, like <laughs> I'm just I'm just ready. Like I I just I have a really hard time taking him seriously and I think that's more my fault than the shows, but I just I see him walking with those robes and I go, "What's he what's he doing?" Yeah. It was a welcome return, I would say. Though, yeah, like, no, I'm happy to see him. I like him. I like Carl Weathers a lot. And they did they addressed the uh, oh, what happened to Marshall Dune? Right? Yeah, like she's gone. Oh, she's she's off world. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever talk about her again. Probably in um, the show within the show. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did you? Did we need that? Did you appreciate it? Or? I, I, um, I don't care. I think. I think that character has been deleted and we just don't need to address it. I, I think, I don't think the narrative would have missed. I don't think anybody would have watched it other than the people that like, where's Cara dude. Um, uh, I don't think anybody would have said, Oh, they really left that story thread hanging there. Who cares? Um, I think anyway. Um, yeah, I will tell you, Matt, big star Wars fan, Matt gave me an idea for how to bring Cara Dune back, but with a different actress. And I was like, Matt, they're not going to do that. There ain't no way, but like, yes. So there's, um, there's a precedent for it in one of the books or comics. I don't recall where they, they change someone's I think it's Obi-Wan. They change someone's face. He was explaining to me. I, I apologize, Matt. Um, they send somebody in to go assassinate somebody, but they make their face look like Obi-Wan because of some, something or whatever and he's like what if they did that with Cara Dune but like it got stuck or something <laughs> I was like Matt I look I appreciate you trying to find an in-universe reason to bring Cara Dune back to the character but A I don't think the character is important enough to go through all these gymnastics to make it work but I am well, impressed that, that it was able to come up with something didn't that like bounty hunter in episode one or two have like the lady you know have like the oh, face changing yeah 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 out? or that yeah, she yeah, just yeah. shapeshift was she just, shape-shift? she just shapeshifted well you Whatever. have those like Blade Runner uh, surgeon dudes in Boba yeah. Fett. They could just give her a new face, you know? Right. Hey, look, it's me. I'm Cara Dune. Remember me? <laughs> <laughs> I've been like this all along. Right. Or hear me out. You could just recast and not say anything. Happens all the time. Also, you know? also fine. But go on. Um, okay. But this episode was a lot of table setting. I feel like uh, it was basically to me. I don't know if you feel the same way. Uh, catch up from if you didn't watch Boba Fett, here's why. Cause like Carl Weathers, sorry, I'm going to keep calling that is like, Oh, <laughs> I thought you finished your mission. Why do you have Groku again? You know? And I think yeah. you're telling the audience, if you don't watch Boba Fett here, um, he's like a exposition punching bag in this episode. Just there. Yeah, for absolutely. Din Djarin to just be like, well, as you know, here's everything that happened. Here's what you missed on Boba Fett. Previously on book of Boba Fett. Exactly. Uh, so it's like hard to like give this episode too much of like a positive review because I don't think it was for me. You know, it was a little bit like very fan servicey. It did nothing to advance the story past where the last where we last saw them. I think, but um, with 
like Din Djarin specifically, I don't really my biggest problem with this season, Michael, is that like I don't care at all about him atoning for removing his helmet. Like that right. means literally nothing to me. Uh so I want like something else. I want like an emotional arc to latch on to. You know what I mean? Look, we've got gotten... at this point it's like a weird cult thing. It is. It is. And but I want to say we've gotten that we've gotten some emotional attachment every season yeah. of Mandalorian so far. I well both seasons of Mandalorian so far. And I I I do trust the creative process in this show. Um we'll, we'll get there. Um but yeah, I will I'm I'm with you that this first episode to me um it was fine. It was a serviceable Star Wars, you know, property project but i don't think it did anything to like blow the doors off um but don't you think that his like desire to return to mandalore and be bathed in the waters or whatever yeah yeah return is is like the main plot this season or i I believe i believe so yes so like they have to get me to care i guess about a plot. well, well see i don't care either like i i i don't know why he's about it so about it like it seems like he's he's found his new life what is why are we why are you going back to this because he's brainwashed that's what i don't that's what like my disconnect is with star wars in general like if you look at it like from a like if you zoom out and look at it as like not star wars it's like pretty twisted and weird the jedi and the definitely DeLoreans and like the show does nothing to uh address that i don't think no. you know what i mean like no, I... oh well maybe i know there's bo-katan bo-katan and her like deviant ways but it seems like they're not like oh maybe she's right and it's you can like actually show your face you know which is what i would like i want to see like the um what's her name the the lady who escaped scientology the actress oh leah ramini yeah i want to see her i want to see her arc but like on din you know what i mean i i like that like well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Like it does, it's very culty, right? Like, like to the point of being very like, uh, oppressive. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, this is a really esoteric poll, but like there's a tabletop, uh, role-playing game called shadow run, which is a very popular long running tabletop game. Um, but it is a supremely bigoted and racist game, but not like, aw- but not like in the ways that you think. Like, it is a game about like D and D characters in a cyberpunk space. So your orcs, dwarves, elves, whatever. Um, but there's literal chapters on how elves are oppressed and 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 the the slurs that orcs use on the elves, and you're encouraged to have all these you know, racial and racist things for, you know, they're not, they're they're not real characters. They're elves and dwarves and orcs and, you know, whatever. So, but, but like, if you're looking at it on a very surface level, it, 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 it it seems true and genuine to the fiction. But when you pull back a little bit, like you're saying with star Wars, like, boy, this is just really racist and weird. Like, do I need to have a table for elf slurs? Or like this whole cult stuff is really bizarre, right? Isn't Mandalorian? Aren't the Mandalore kind of just like a weird cult? And don't at me because I said the same thing with Luke being a jerk to Grogu, being like, "You must choose." No earthly, no. You can never see your father again. You know, like in right. the 
Boba Fett show. So like, yeah. I feel the same way. I think it's weird throughout, but like I agree, it is like a fantasy kids. That doesn't show, make it so bad. Like, uh, it's yeah. just it's just you know it just makes it hard for me to like personally identify with the with the art because I don't think I would find myself in that situation. But we can talk about the best part of the yeah. episode, which, which I was... think was the the hold on, let me get this right. Zelen uh species uh of little dudes uh, the babu fricks oh yes the babu fricks bad baby <laughs> no squeezy <laughs> um, oh no squeezy i guess we didn't even talk about that he's trying to um repair ig88 taika waititi's character right um and he's gonna get apart oh right right i do like god dylan it's the other one it's your favorite i wouldn't yeah i got my go 88 there. statue up there we're looking at my bad, looking my bad. down on ig11 me. um and the bunch of Babu Fricks uh, were working on them, how, which how did, I appreciate. How did Mando get in there, in that building? Pin particles? Oh, okay. Yeah, you missed that. That was off. Okay. Screen. I must have been looking at my phone. He took his helmet off because he couldn't fit through the hole. <laughs> like, oh, no, I did it again. Am I wrong, but like, may as well keep doing it if you're on your way to... Right? Like, if you're on your way to go get bathed again, you may as well like at least yeah, see just, Grogu. You know, get your miles worth. Get, yeah, get your mileage out just of it. Sin, sin a little more. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't just, know how sinning works, but like, I mean, well, it kind of is, is. It just gets wiped, you know. So yeah, like, right. You're just gonna wipe it out. It's fine. I'm. A, I, all I gotta do is go take a dip, and I'm good. Yeah. Right. And then and then just keep the helmet on after you bathe in the waters of Mandalore. He's gonna and get there and be like, okay, do five hill marys. Like, yeah. Right. Well, a they, little a little some homework. He, yeah. I'm, well, he's gonna. It's Dylan. He's not gonna do it. That's like it, it's not gonna happen. He's not gonna get there. It's not gonna be a the pool's gonna be dried up or you know, it's not gonna work. It's gonna work in some way. Uh he'll be restored. Um I'm ho- I'm think? hope I'm I don't know. I'm I'm hopeful that there's a little bit more to to talk about as the show goes on because the first episode was it's only it was pretty short, which I'm fine with, but it was pretty um exposition heavy and it seemed like a almost Prologue. like a filler episode. Like it, like it's just like a okay. Here's where we're at. It was a onboarding, especially since we caught up with Katie Sackhoff's character Bo-Katan, and we basically were just like she's like we didn't get to see what she did, which I thought was going to be pretty interesting. She's like, oh yeah, I tried to do it, and I didn't have the saber, so I lost all my army and failed. Here I am now, sitting alone in my castle. You know, I was like, well, we could have seen that. Like, you know, yeah, give us an that's... episode of that. That would have been interesting. Yeah, that was really interesting. But she's we... definitely fuming. Because she's like, you still have the dark saber, and he's like, yeah, I'm not even using it. And what? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm 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 assuming that um this is gonna expand and get a little a little bit more uh, depth of character as we go further on. How many episodes is this? Do we know? I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll find out <laughs> as we go further on <laughs> to this. Um, but next week we won't be doing uh, an episode two review. I think we're just going to be talking about the Oscars. So, um, did you have anything else to talk about it with Mando um, episode one? No, but I guess if we're doing Oscars next, are you done with Mandalorian? Yeah. Are I'm we going to rate it or anything? Or no. no. Okay. It's it is what it is. It's worth I enjoyed a watch. it. I enjoyed yeah. it mostly. Like yeah. Now, if if I hadn't seen two previous seasons of this and enjoyed those, I would not be super excited to watch more of it. I would say that. And it, I agree. And it is better than like the worst of the Boba Fett episodes, you know. Yes. Significantly. So, 
Absolutely. I don't know. It has me still wanting to watch more. Um, but I was going to say, if we're doing Oscars next week, I would like, I don't know, maybe we could say what we recommend, like our most recommended watches before, you know? Mm. I guess we already know. We're, they already know. I mean, know. everything everywhere all at once. But maybe beyond that. Beyond that? Um, Top Gun, right? For you? And, uh, Ban- Banshee- uh, <laughs> Banshees of Inishirin. It was very, very good. On HBO Max, right? It is on HBO Max, yes. Yeah. Um, what, what was your, what would be your recommendation? Get, no, give me I'll something else. Oh, okay. Because um, I'm gonna have time to watch one more Oscar movie before uh, the Oscar. So you gotta mm. you gotta LMK. Are you looking for relevant? Or are you looking for? Uh, I want the good. best. The best. No, not, the not, best. not 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 what's gonna win, but what do you think the best movie that wasn't Banshees or Everything Everywhere? You know, is like is it the Fablemans? Is it Tar? Is it the Whale? I really loved the whale. Um, I really, I don't know. I really appreciated Triangle of Sadness. I thought it was hilarious. It's a good dark okay. comedy. It's what it's what the menu wanted to be. It's a oh wow. It's a commentary on classism and you know the elite. Uh, okay. It's they're on. It's about a group of uh, rich people on a cruise, and the, something bad happens on that cruise. But it's it's really funny, and it's not going to win anything, but. I super recommend it. What's it on? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't uh, prepared. <laughs> Google says it's on Hulu, so it's on Hulu. Okay. There you go. All right. Well, but that's Tar gonna... is great too. Watch Tar. That's going to do it for this, this us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.